Welcome. My name is Eddie Arrieta. This is Fulfilling Work Life. We intend to talk to leaders, professionals, remoters, human beings from all around the world who share with us their knowledge. Join me in this daily journey. And we are like that officially live. My friend Olumide, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing amazing, man. Thank you so much for having me on. It's an honor, man. You guys are really doing amazing things in remote work and you know, digital nomadism and the community online. I'm just honored to be on, to be honest. Really. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, man. And, and honestly, um, it's, it's one of the things before, before we came live. And thank you, everyone, by the way, who is joining us on Zoom. Thank you, everyone who is joining us on Facebook. Thank you, everyone who is listening to this maybe later. Because uh, we're going to be putting this on the podcast. Uh, we're going to put it on YouTube, on Facebook, different places. Um, but if you're listening to this later, uh, right before we, we start recording, we have different conversations. And one of uh, those that are attending today, who we are very grateful with was talking about the fact that you know he couldn't get a job and he's trying to apply and doing these things and i think for us and for me what's most important when we're when you're building something is to really understand the essence of things if you don't understand the essence of what you're doing you might as well just do anything <laughs> it doesn't really matter and, and when i look at olumida's story uh, one of the things that i really like is consistency it, it is not the first time that someone uh, has come to me and said, hey, I'm planning on doing X. I, 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 I'm wondering if we could partner up. I'm wondering if we could do different things. And the truth is, most people do not have the resilience or the stamina to go at things consistently that eventually you start seeing results out of. And one of the things that I was mentioning to Mohammed, who was talking about not getting a job for a month, and, and I just mentioned it was maybe you just need some consistency. So I asked Mohammed, find me on Torre, torre.co slash edarag. I'll write it down. I, I need to get a better URL for my for my bio. I'll do like torre.co slash Eddie or something like that. Um, but I, I think I think consistency is a big thing that I've seen in Olumide. And you know, I was very curious to see what was going to happen. We with the digital nomad summit when people couldn't travel. I was like, okay, this is it. This is it. It's done. It's not gonna happen. This year is not gonna everyone is gonna cancel everything and it's not gonna happen. So Olumide, thank you so much for joining us today. Um I know we have a lot of things to talk about from you know your business uh as for the business side of things, from the summit side of things, from the languages side of things, from the TikTok side of the side of things. Uh so I'd like to get started uh first of all thanking you for being here. Uh I and I wanna get a little bit uh um kind of like I, I wanna get a, a bit more understanding about your approach to different things and i know you speak many languages how many languages do you speak now i say i speak like seven but it's it's like i i'm not completely fluent in everything like me espanol no es bueno ahora mismo you know like i can't speak spanish perfect perfectamente como antes pero bueno <laughs> That's, and, and that is fantastic. I mean, mo most people wouldn't even be able to get to the, let's, let's have a, because when you're talking to someone else, even if you then switch to English, like that first mm -hmm. interaction, it really breaks the ice. It really brings trust. It really puts in something bad. And it's not easy. People might say, oh, I just learned like five phrases. It's like, yeah, try to remember five phrases in seven different languages to use it at the right moment. Like that is not, it might seem like it's just superficial, but it's not easy, right? 
Uh, how did you approach learning those? Does it come naturally to you or do you make it like, a, do you have a process for that? Uh, yeah, it became a process after I learned a, a few languages. Like for me, you know, I'm originally from Nigeria. So my first languages were my tribal language, Yoruba and English. So I think once you start off, you have a little bit of an edge, like because you can, your mind can think and can be creative. But I think the first time I learned Spanish or my third language, and I think when I was 14 years old in Spanish class, when I was uh, moved to the United States. So that was the first time my brain started moving like, okay, like if I can speak this, but it can't be that hard because it was kind of like everyday practicing in class, it made it easier. And I started, I started to realize like languages are similar, romantic languages like Spanish, Italian, Portuguese, like, or Spanish, Italian, yes, Portuguese is a romantic language, right? Pretty sure. So there's similar words, similar vocabulary. Once you learn one, you know the, the rules about verb and all that stuff. And then you can just sort of learn the grammar and the vocab and the rules from the other languages. So it was easy to learn the romance languages. And it's so funny, the only one I don't speak is Italian. So I'm like, why didn't I learn Italian? And I know if I want to learn Italian, I can learn it in like two weeks because it's a similar pattern in the way the, warm, the words are formed. So you're right, like once you learn a few similar languages, it's easy. Like Portuguese for me was like six weeks in one class, you know? And also a lot of like, I was in undergraduate college, I used to attend um, coffee hour with the Brazilians, you know, they had the vibes, I was with the Brazilians, I learned the culture, you know? And uh, then even for Indonesian, the reason I, I always learn languages by immersing myself. So I came to Indonesia eight years ago before the digital nomad stuff started in college just to visit okay i'm not gonna lie i had a girlfriend that was indonesian half Papua and half indonesian so i spent two and a half or three months in a village in papua east indonesia and i had no choice but to learn so i think immersion but then specifically learning how languages are built grammar vocabulary you can learn any language to me in my opinion that is awesome and i really loved what you were mentioning about like immersing yourself um and how, how about we get started on that? Uh, when you first sure. begin traveling, right? Like you, of course, you, you come from Nigeria and you're in a different country. Like you, you already have a sense of, of distance. You have a sense of kind of like space and, and the world and like everything mm -hmm. around. But how did you get started with, with, with traveling? Yeah, man. Because um, I was a kid and I traveled first. So I didn't mention I went, we went to England first. And my parents were like missionaries and they took us to different countries based on religion and church and things like that. And when I got older is when I started to travel by myself. And I started to realize like, you know, the world is your oyster. And I, I, I really think for me, it came down to like, like, where do I want to be in this moment? What kind of culture do I, I'm sorry, I'm not going to lie to you. I totally forgot the question. <laughs> Tell me again. <laughs> yes. How did you get, how you, how you, how did you get started uh, with the traveling? Oh, I don't get started. Okay. Yeah, that is the line. Okay. So I went, uh, so I ended up living in the U.S., grew up, I went to university, but I didn't travel except for the time that I told you when I came to Indonesia for like two and a half, three months. And I realized that okay, if I can travel to these different parts of the world where there's other things going on, why don't I do this after I graduate? Because it's been such an amazing experience. I was able to learn a language. I met such amazing, beautiful people. And when I finished my undergraduate degree, I literally said, I'm just going to travel the world. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but here's my backpack suitcase. I had some money saved up. 
and I traveled through Germany and I, that was also the time I started learning about marketing, digital marketing. So I started making a little couple hundred dollars online. I was helping sell Instagram accounts. I was talking to influencers before people even know what influencers were. And I was figuring out little things here and there to make money, right? And uh, as I was able to do that, I was like, well, this is a great lifestyle. If I just make a few hundred dollars a month, I could just continue to couch surf for my friends' couches in Germany. And one of my friends in Germany was like, bro, you can't come back. And I'm, just, I'm always so real about this. I don't, I'm just going to tell it how it is. My, my friend in Germany is in Berlin. He's like, yeah, man, we're good friends, but uh, you can't come back, man. I was like, shit, excuse my language if we're not allowed to curse on here. I'm just going to be real. He said, you can't come back. And I was like, wow, what am I going to do? And that's where I was like, dude, like you're not making enough money to be able to live this lifestyle. Quit kidding yourself. So I bought a ticket back to San Diego, California, where I went to university. I stayed with a buddy for like, I think it was like three weeks. And I was like, I got to get this online stuff going. I have to understand what, like, I, I see all these guys making seven figures online. How are they doing it? You know, they, then I realized you have to have a structure and have a business that actually is something that is a demand in the market and that you could charge more for. Once I realized this principle, I started to actually do higher ticket marketing for Facebook and Instagram for different brands and people in San Diego. If I hadn't done that, I'd been in, stuck in the same position, but I realized that once I could get higher ticket customers, 1,500, 2,000, 2,500, 2.5K a month, and I was like, wow, I don't have to couch surf anymore. And it was just a realization of all like something opened in my head, even for limitations of the mind where you think you're not, you're, that you need to charge less when you need to charge more in order to take your games to the next level. Once I started doing that and started demanding more for myself, my life changed and I was able to literally like say, okay, now I'm going to Bali. This was a year and a half ago almost. I was like, I'm moving to Bali. I had money in the bank, saved up. I had my three high ticket clients. I'm like, they can't stop me now. And I went to Bali a year and a half ago. So that's the story. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. And, and, and I presume, of course, in, in all that entire quest, there was a moment where all needed knew nothing, right? And this is a question that, that I bring yeah. to everyone in this show because sometimes, you know, people listen to this and then they send an email and they say like, oh, well, you, oh you bring all these great people, you know, but they are, they are already good. They're already good because they know stuff and they've already learned. And, da, 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 da. and I'm like, but there is a moment where none of us know anything. So what, how was that moment for you? Where you, you knew nothing you, about this, right? right? How now. did you get started and how did you approach it? I came back about two years ago from my couch surfing life in Germany, right? When I stayed at my friend for those entire three weeks, you know what? Even my quote friend was ridiculing me because he saw me sitting in front of the computer for 12 hours a day on YouTube, listening to web, web uh, webinars, buying free uh, or, or buying buying um, um, courses and spending money when I had no money left and I was using my last money to buy a course and he's like dude get off your butt and go uh, carry some furniture and make money I was like no bro there's something going on on this internet there's something on this YouTube I'm sorry but if today I made $300 he didn't know this at the time so he'd go out and he'd carry equipment and make $300 so I was like I didn't tell him I made $300 too but I sat my butt in this in this couch in the living room and I figured it out. So I sat there and I kept learning. I kept DMing people. I kept talking to people who looked like they were successful online or they had their own companies. I did that every day for three weeks. And I finally got a breakthrough with one client that paid enough for me to move out of my friend's couch in America, in San Diego, to go and find my own place. 
And then when I picked up more clients is when I started traveling. You're not going to have it easy. Like you're really going to have to dig deep and really focus on what you want to do and look into the resources that are free if you can't afford it, but that will move you along to a point where you can actually get to a higher level. It's only like maybe one day I made 300, next day I made like 150. Then I got the big client that said yes for 1500. I was like, oh, if I can get one person at 1500, what's possible? right open up your they have, people have to open up their minds but also put in the work to learn the specialized skill or thing that is working in the marketplace and it takes time there's a lot of fear sometimes i didn't make money or, or create any um new clients didn't get on any calls and people were ignoring me on facebook when i was trying to sell them my marketing i got discouraged but then i wake up the next day i'm like you know what here's another day to make it happen and eventually one person said yes, two people said yes, three people said yes. But um, along those lines, let me make something clear. Along that time, I was also refining my skill. I was making mistakes. I was running Facebook ads. I was losing money. I was making mistakes to know what worked. And that's just part of the process. You're going to fail. You're going to fail till you figure out what works. But you can limit that learning curve again by looking at other people who are examples of what you want to do and getting a mentorship if you don't afford their, their mentorship figure out a way to give them value to learn and i've done that in so many occasions in the beginning too you know like hey man like if you want me to help you i can definitely help you create some graphics on on, on um, canva whatever you need i just need 10 minutes of your time tell me how you created this funnel on your landing page like i know people are buying from you right now you know and it's amazing because in in the past you would you would go to the field and then someone would teach you how to plant and, and sometimes you go today we we have the advantage of the internet we have the advantage that mo almost everything you want to learn it's there like almost everything there might be one or two industries like the space industry but there's a lot of secrecy because you know you don't there there's so much so much yeah. money you invest in that there's pharmaceuticals where where they have to make money out of like the older research and for those that don't know that's how the way how pharmaceuticals work they spend 10 million dollars researching you know a specific like uh, a vaccine for mm -hmm. something and then after that they have to charge if the government was to pay for it, then it would be fine. But if they spend $10 million building a vaccine, well, they have to charge for the vaccine until they they actually make the money. And usually that's where you get the patents. So you get the patent for a specific period of time so that you can make the money back. That's the way it works. But almost everything else, everything else, it's free for you to, to for you to find. And and I want to uh, uh, ask you, Olumide, um, let's start talking about you know your time in bali so you you mentioned you got there eight years ago uh and eight years ago the first time i went the first, the first time, time. and then two years ago, ago you moved i went exactly thank you <laughs> and then when did the digital nomad summit idea first kind of like popped up in your head i would say that it was it was right before i moved it wasn't two years ago, it was probably a year and a half ago, but a few months before the year and a half ago that I moved here because I noticed that I kept seeing other people at cafes or, you know, I'd, I'd run into people, I'd be like, hey man, like, yeah, well, you know, what are you doing here? Yeah, I'm just traveling and, you know, you work, oh, you do marketing too? And you start realizing that I wasn't putting all the connections together, but I was realizing that they're doing similar things that I'm doing but we just didn't have a name for it. But I also used to watch a lot of, now a lot actually of YouTubers who were describing their work and living in Bali. And that's when I heard of it, I would say about two years ago. And it's been going for a while. You know, I know people that were in Bali 
2007, you know, like they've been, they've been doing this thing for a while, but there was no name for it. So I think it's been going around, it's been, it's been like this for a while, but now because there's that rush, there's more media coverage, there's people leaving their jobs and realizing I can just be a consultant if I worked at this high-end firm and I can still make the same amount of money or a little bit less, but my, I don't have a boss now. I think it's becoming very, even now with COVID, bro, no, no one else is going back to work because of COVID now. Like there's 80% of people are probably like, can I just stay home, <laughs> you know? So I think the, the, the day and age has really changed in the last, I'd say three years. Bali, I've been told that people lived here. When I left for the four years, they said things were crazy every week, every month, new shops, new stores, new hotels. And people that used to live here five years ago tell me Changu and the main hub here has completely transformed in three years. That's when it's really ramped up and it hasn't slowed down except for COVID. And it's crazy. I don't know, I don't know how, how many places you've visited, but it'd be, it'd be great to know what your experiences in Southeast Asia. I presume now that you've lived in Bali, you've been able to mm -hmm. visit different ecosystems. Could you give us a sense of like mm -hmm. what those ecosystems feel like? Sure. Sure. Okay. Let's go to, let's go to Europe for a second. I think in places like Berlin and places like sort of like, uh, I, I've never been to Estonia. There's definitely that European vibe of like you're, you're merged into regular society. Now you're more likely to go to a co-working space, not a co-living space because during the day, that's where people go to work and then you'll meet people. You might go to a cafe, So it, in those kind of places where there isn't a hub in some parts of Europe, it's more about, okay, I'm just living here because I, I can travel because I don't have to work for somebody else. When you go to a place like Estonia, the system is built more for digital nomads. I've never been there. This is based on people that, I, that I've spoken to and seen sort of other people in, the, in that area in, in Estonia. And you have uh, 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 digital nomad hubs where they have co-living, co-working, and a lot of co-living spaces, like one of our partners, and you've worked with them, not Tri-Theory now, called Draper Startup House. You have the home base that you know people are doing exactly what you're doing, okay? Now we move to Mexico City where, and also Bali, which are similar in terms of price. When you go to places like Mexico City, people want to go there because it's a lot cheaper to live in those places. You tend to have a higher quality of lifestyle because It's something that I guess Tim Ferriss or other people have called a geographic arbitrage, where you're getting paid American money, but you have to pay Mexican pesos. So there's an arbitrage of the amount of money that you actually are about to keep in your pockets to keep, your, to keep food on the table and a roof over your head. So you go from Mexico City, where I spent time in Mexico City. There's other parts of Mexico that's also very well, like Playa uh, Carmen or something like that. Other places I've never been, but I know that people go there because it's cheaper. The lifestyle is relaxed the people are relaxed you don't even have to like jump on the train you can take a bike you can really take a quick taxi anywhere and then you come to bali which is i think is an entire spectacle of its own of a place where you know a lot of ways people have made it their home like they've taken over this this these streets like this is their home and we'll talk about the challenges or the bad parts of that about that but bali is a space where people come where it's similar to mexico city where it's cheap But also the, the, the quality of life in terms of your mental health, when it, they're, they're people are doing meditation, people are doing yoga, they're, they're bringing different elements of wellness that you wouldn't see in a Mexico City, that you wouldn't see in Europe. It's all about being zen out. There's a beach because it's nearby to the beach. There's a beach culture, surfing culture. We have guys that go surf in the morning and then they go to the cafe and do their work during the day. 
Um, and then you have, of course, a huge uh, sort of community of people who already know this digital nomad word and they associate it with it and they know that everybody works online and they know that co-living and co-working has become such a normal thing that we don't even blink twice. Like I live at a co-living co -living space. First time I, was, I did that since I moved to Bali. I've been here three or four months. It has the pool, they have a kitchen upstairs. There's a co-working space in the front. It is everything that you need um, in order to really uh, have a quality of life here. And it's cheaper than most places, you know, because again, you're in a space where you're able to use that geographical arbitrage and uh, earn American dollars and you're paying a local currency, you know? And, and, and let me know, because I, I, I do know that because of what's happening with COVID, a lot of things have changed. I mean, you yeah. are in one of the places that perhaps had the highest density of tourists, uh, at least digital Absolutely. nomad tourists in the world. When I was in Bali, I was so surprised that everything was basically created to make sure that you could Absolutely. easily move around. Like you could, you could, you could, if you have a phone, Like as soon as you get into the airport, there there are five stands send, selling um, data data yeah, data plans. They are saying just just yeah. buy this data plan. It's ten dollars. Just get it. <laughs> Once you have that, you're good exactly. to go. You can you can get food. You can you can get taxis. You can get motorcycles. You can get anything you want. I presume things have slowed down a lot for 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 the community. How how, how is it over Absolutely. there? Absolutely. It's a challenge because I have friends who are owners of like restaurants and, and hotels and businesses, and it's hard to, you know, I've talked to some of them. It's a very difficult time right now. So um, after COVID hit, everything closed down, of course, everything. So nobody really, really uh, could go out. You could, the only place that were open was uh, shops, like sort of shopping area, like uh, supermarkets. And when it comes to the hotel industry, the food, cuisine, tourism, it is done. It is, it is bad. And uh, for me, it didn't affect me, you know, us. Like, we, we live here and, and we, we make money online. So, in a way, you just feel like, what can I do? And that's why we made, we raised a, we raised a decent amount from the, the summit for, um, you know, giving out, getting food to the different families in different remote areas the very impoverished because they can't do the tour guide thing anymore there's no tourists um so for 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 here in bali it's slowed down to a point where up until maybe about two or three days ago you go out just driving your bike and you'd be like this is a ghost town right and eventually now you know people are starting to come out again the lockdown there's no we, by the way just so everybody knows there was never a lockdown in bali like like it is everywhere else like where you get arrested or everything bali is so chill You know, they say they, they, they have this sort of uh, vehicle with a loudspeaker saying, okay, foreigners, it was said in Indonesian, because I understand Indonesian, but some words I didn't understand. I was like, yeah, they said, stay inside and uh, don't go outside. But who are they talking to? There was like foreigners, stay inside, not go outside. And it was like, but we still go out. We got to get our groceries. We got to eat. So it's more about respect. A few of my friends who own, um, you know, restaurants or sort of living spaces, We're told to close down by the local banjo, which is another little hint. In this country, there's local government, and then you got the dudes that live here that tell you you need to close down and not be open. And some of my, all of my friends were like, okay, we're going to close down, protect the community. And do you guys know that we've only had, I think, only one or two deaths in the entirety of Bali, and the infection rate is near 
first of all, we do know I, I did epidemiology in my master's degree. You, we don't test enough to get enough positive tests, but I haven't seen anybody get COVID. I don't know anything about COVID. Bali somehow, as you've probably seen in the national, international, global news, has somehow gotten away with not people being affected by COVID. I'm very happy, but places have been slowed down because in business, especially, especially all my friends. So it's been challenging for them. We just try to support the best way we can, you know. And, and, and what, is, what is the community like? I mean, in terms of there were a lot of people traveling around. Did a lot of people yeah. stay in Bali and just like, okay, now I'm, I'm here? All my Canadians left. I don't know what Justin Trudeau said. Everybody, any Canadian, you got to get out of Canadians ran. Canadians, listen, Justin Trudeau said all the Canadians come back now. He got on TV and they, they listened. So I know a lot of Canadians went back home. Um, a, a lot of Australians, because they had this thing where they shut down the border, they said Australians can't even leave till 2021. But don't judge by everything I'm saying. Some things change all the time. But what I know is that in the past, they were saying Australia is locked down, just like most countries. They can't come to Bali. Bali, a few months ago, closed the borders. So what happened was a lot of people were leaving at different times, and they couldn't get back in. I stayed because I knew in the way of like, if they, the only way I'm leaving is if they say all foreigners have to leave. They did not say that. When I stayed, what happened a few weeks later was they gave amnesty. I guess that's what we're calling it. They said, everybody who's still in Bali, we're suspending all visas for you to have to leave for a visa run. Or I had a, a multiple entry business visa, which you can get, anybody can get it with the right visa agent. And I didn't leave and they said, anyone who's staying here, you don't have to do anything. We've been here three months, no visa. But that's what happens when the world changes so rapidly, you know? Um, so we're just waiting and we think in August or September, they're gonna open the borders again and we're gonna have to leave and come back. Yeah, and that's very interesting. A lot of people um, are looking at this period in many different ways. And, and I know at the very beginning, a lot of people were in like absolute denial of like what could be this slowdown. A lot of people were like, ah, it's not going to take this long. It's going to be okay. Three months from now, we'll be out. And surely, right, in, in Colombia, you could say that people are out. But you're not out if people are not spending money then like there, there's the, then there is no out because you you there won't be people doing marketing there won't be people doing different things there won't be people going to restaurants yeah. there won't be people doing tourism so economically like everything slows down what it has done for me personally is that it has showed me how how minimalist we could go <laughs> on different Thank things you. like like honestly I'm I'm so grateful that um, I've spent all this quarantine or, or this lockdown with my family. And like yeah. I, I'm with my wife, my two children, uh, someone else who is with us. And um, it, it is wonderful. It is wonderful that, I, I, that we don't need to like go to the mall or we don't need to like buy things to feel better. In, in, in fact, we were, we, were, we were talking about it two days ago where, where, where uh, Lauren was telling me, she said, she said oh, I was going to get this stuff. And then I said, why do I need that? Mm. And, and, and it wasn't, it was clothes, but she was like, I, do, do, do we? And, and it, it has made us realize a lot of our consumption behavior. Not that we're not going to spend the money, 
but that perhaps we might spend that money on something that's more meaningful, like a good meal at a good restaurant or, or donating to a cause that we are proud of. Like that, like things, I think things are changing in the minds of people. What are some of the learnings that you've had out of, out of this uh, situation? Yeah, I think you brought up some great points um, on the internal side. I think this is the first time millions of people have had to look themselves in the mirror and really like spend time in their own head. We have the distractions of when you go out, you work, you're driving, you know, you go to work, you do your hustle, you go shopping, you go play sports, or you do whatever it is you do. People are always running, right? People are always running in their head. And then they come back home, they're so tired from the whole day, they just go to sleep, they do it again for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. I think for me, the biggest thing has been working on myself and trying to understand what is it like I want to achieve? Why am I doing what I'm doing? It, I slowed down to think about all of the different businesses or the different relationships, people that I know, like what, am I, what are my intentions? What do I want to get out of this business? Am I making an impact, which is very important to me? You know, and it's like, the biggest thing I can say solely, not even business related or, or like, you know, any of those things you also mentioned, it's just looking at yourself and growing into the better person, you know? And I know that sounds so cliche and very Bali, but I think people just realize that why was I always trying to buy the Louis Vuitton handbag or, you know, why was I this way with the opposite sex or the relationships that I had in my life? Like, all I need is a roof over my head, some food, and people I care about around me, and, and that's it, man. And that is that that is awesome. I think uh, one of the things that I also wanted to talk about is once you realize how like little some things you need, like you start focusing on your craft. And we've talked in this show. Absolutely. I think the common denominator uh, in this show has been let's talk about crafts, craftsmanship and craftsmen. And definitely, I looked at you and I say you are a craftsman. You 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 have different tools that you use to make your craftsmanship better. And I do understand that recently and, and and i'm saying you know tiktok for a lot of people tiktok didn't exist until like three months ago <laughs> but tiktok is being around yeah. for a long time it, it, it's been around um but it's one of those it's one of those social you know uh, uh tools that they either pick up or they don't and sometimes they they are slow and then all of a sudden they they, they explode like house party like nobody was using it and then all of a sudden like everyone is using it and th those things happen um, how was your experience or what is your experience using these tool? Uh, yeah. TikTok. It's for me, well, first of all, obviously you've seen the growth and the way that things have gone crazy with it for me, but I thought for me it was never going to work because I was like, I tried it, I picked it up, I made some videos, but I just wasn't doing it right. I didn't understand how the platform worked, right? So like the craftsman thing you talk about, it comes from experience and actually being humbled enough to learn and say, okay, I'm supposed to be this expert expert marketer. How come when I picked up TikTok the first two months, nothing happened? Because I was still learning. And I was still realizing what, what are the ways to actually grow on this platform. And for me, I think it's like learning to be humble and mastering your craft is something that I really think is, is understated, especially like among entrepreneurs. We think once we're good at something, we don't have to keep learning. But for me, it's always been... Um, learning how to grow, you know? And in, in terms of your learning, because I, I did realize that um, now you are also partnering. Uh, and, and it might seem that 
a lot of people might say, okay, no, I just want my like my own personal brand. Like, what is your experience with partnering, and what do you think is the benefit of like going into that route? Yeah, are you talking about the Draper partnership? Yeah, 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 yeah. So for me, okay, so how do I explain this? So for me, building relationships has always superseded going for fast cash. So. You know, I could have created a course by myself and like promoted it in a certain way with Facebook ads and done pretty decent with it. But I thought to myself, I wanted to build a relationship with a major player in our space, which is Draper Startup House. They just got funded a few million dollars. They have people who are very close to me in my personal life that I actually met at Draper when it was Tribe, Tribe Theory. And I thought to myself, the reason that I partner, and I love like to answer your question, I love to partner is because there's huge opportunities that come from supporting initiatives and people that are in the same um, niche or in the same community as you. So instead of seeing them as like just a random competitor or somebody that is in the space of working or helping entrepreneurs, I saw them as an ally that I could work and partner with now and put the course out for free. Literally, I recorded everything for free, never charged them. I'm sure they don't mind me saying this. And I, I have a relationship with them that we both benefit when we bring on a community of people that are just like us. So I, we made a course for uh, entrepreneurs so you could actually build a brand and a business from TikTok. And that's another thing I'm sure we'll talk about later, but um, I partner because, and I, and I connect with people like yourself, like Draper, because I see the big picture. Uh, and it's like, when you're able to give value, especially strategically, you just know that everybody's going to benefit in the long run. Yeah, and, and that is awesome because I presume if you are in this space, you're probably also a big fan of, of Gary Vaynerchuk, who is always talking about like, give value, oh, yeah. give value, give value, give of value. And, and then eventually, you know, uh, hooking, which is, which, which is a great analogy for saying, you know, mm-hmm. things work mm-hmm. out. If, if, you, if you are the type of person that's always willing to work hard, and to give value, things are gonna work out. Um, in 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 you know, going going a little bit into that side of, of things of you know you you have talked about the fact that you wanna create impact. Of course, you are also making you know money because you know we have to live. But you're also mastering yeah. your craft. In in all that uh, kind of like conversation, how do you see the big picture for 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 the future in terms of like what you're trying to achieve? What are the things that you're trying to accomplish? Do you mean in TikTok or in general? In general. I hope in, I general. in general. For me, I want to build a platform for location-independent people as everybody's become a location-independent. I want to build a home online and offline that people can find a safe space to connect. So what I'm saying and what are the three tenets are is to learn, network, socialize. So a place that people can literally, like you're doing here, teaching such amazing content on a regular basis to network, to actually business-wise be able to do deals, be able to learn from somebody and then also network with them to create value and then socialize. Hey, listen, we're human beings, baby. Like we need, we need our need. We have our needs. We have to be able to connect. And that's where the spiritual side is, where yoga, that's where uh, uh, wellness and fitness comes in to a point where, I want to create platforms that basically allow somebody to say, okay, I quit my job today. They can come and learn how to start creating their own online business or better yet, they should be learning before they quit, which is another thing, we, like I mentioned earlier, or just quit like me and leave. I'd actually recommend you build up your income for two, three, four months so that you have a cushion 
right? Learn, network, come and, come and actually do business and be able to give value to other people, like what you said, and socialize. We're human beings. Everything that I'm doing now, um, Eddie, is to build a platform to allow people like us to easily connect and to grow as human beings. Because amongst, I know people that do six, seven, eight figures, whatever, and I know people who are doing well that are happy, and I know people that are doing well that are not happy, you know? So I want it to be a point where any sort of value in any community that we build, we can help the people that are sort of starting out or having challenges, like you said to the gentleman, to help build them up, to help give them consistency, to help, hey, I was there, let me help you up but also the people that are successful help us to network so we can create value for our community. And then socializing, let's have a party once in a while because everybody loves to have fun and our mental health needs this. So, you know, I'm working on a platform called Globalversity that's going to be able to do that where we'll have times that we can meet online, much like this, by experts like yourself. Everybody in the community is welcome, man. I don't care. I call, I'm calling everybody, man. There is no competition in this space. There's people who are doing the same things that I am. And I'm saying, let, I'll come, I'll send you people. I don't care. I'll send you people. You send me people. And I just want to create a safe space for us to all grow and uh, to really live that really, really positive, healthy lifestyles. Um, because we know that the Western world, when you're working a nine to five, we know about the machine and how it really drains people and sucks the life out of you. We've all lived it. If you've had that transition story, and I really want to help people to like transition today and have a system in place that's going to help people do it at literally for free to stacking things that, you know, maybe in the future we'll monetize, but most importantly, helping people as much as we can to grow and to have this lifestyle that we are so blessed to live, you know? And that is fantastic. I think I think that the, one of the biggest learnings that probably people could have uh, out of this conversation as well is understanding really the liquidity that the digital world is giving us. Um, 10 years ago, this conversation wasn't possible uh, as, as it is today. Possible in the sense of, you know, there are 11 of you guys listening to this uh, right now live and you don't even know how this is going to like go into so many different places and it's going to reach a lot of people. And at some point, mm -hmm. someone will say, it's, it's because I, I listened to this podcast and I heard you saying this thing. So I reached out to see if we could build something together. And then that is the path that we have in this digital world. That's what I'm saying to, to people. You know, if you're having trouble, like finding opportunities, just write me. Maybe I know someone. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm overpromising, right. of course, but I maybe right now I don't know anyone, yeah. but maybe at some point I will remember. Yeah. But you do need to reach out. You were mentioning you were like DMing people. You were saying this and there is so much uh, liquidity around. And, and, and if you're adding value, then you're going to get there, right? And, and I think that's, yeah. that's, that's what's super important in these situations. Figure out whoever you were talking about earlier, they have to figure out what they're like really good at. That if somebody was like, you know what, like if we're flying, if we jump out of a par uh, out of an airplane, we got to pull the parachute and you got to answer this question right. And the parachute's going to open and you know that you're the only one that can answer that question. Whatever that skill or, or ability or talent is, that's what you need to go sell or that you need to go find someone to give value for in exchange. And if you don't have it, you better be on YouTube learning that thing right now. You know what I mean? Because there's no excuses. And once you do have it, you have the rudiments of it. You can, if, you don't, if you're not an expert, you don't, you, maybe you won't make $10,000 today. You might make it 100. Can we start with that? You know? So that's what comes, goes through my head when you say those things. You know, is 
to be able to just be be um, present in our in our abilities and then try to use you know use it to uh, help other people and that's where the, the value of money or whatever comes back in our return. Fantastic. And, and Olubine, I know this has been fantastic. I know we're coming to an end, but I, I want to maybe understand a little bit more. You just mentioned, you know, you have a few different projects kind of like building up. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit of, of, about those that we can access today? Maybe some of, of those that are listening to this on the podcast or watching it later sure. on on YouTube or LinkedIn, they might want to uh, um, take more of this information. Where can they find uh, some of your products and the things that they can, they can learn from today? Yeah, so for me, um, so the product, Globalversity, is not out yet. We're still in beta. We're working. We're building it right now. But I think the most important spot to find me is the Digital Nomad Summit uh, website, thedigitalnomadsummit.com. But all of our socials are Digital Nomad Summit. Um, but also my uh, personal uh, Instagram is Lobopreneur. So put the in front of that, T-H-E, thedigitalnomadsummit.com. And uh, I would say the best place probably is to join our community newsletter because that's where I'm dropping the news. And that's where when we transition and bring in this online platform, Globalversity, I'll be emailing people from the Digital Nomad Summit because basically the online platform is the umbrella for the event, for our partners, for you know, percentages off at, uh, for, for uh, travel, Everything is going to fall under this umbrella of this, of this new platform. Um, and the event such as Digital Nomad, the Digital Nomad Summit is going to be one of the components, which is the event side of it. So I'd say everybody should visit the digitalnomadsummit.com just to, you know, learn about our summit. And which, by the way, Eddie, we're, we're still hoping that by August, September, the borders will open up again. And I just want to have 100 people in, in, in you know, in one meter apart, 100 people, one meter, all of them apart, in person, in Bali with masks, because I truly believe in that uh, importance of community and being there in person and making the best, uh, you know, options that we can to facilitate people while they're here. But if, for every, if anyone wants to reach out to me as well personally, um, I could put my, my um, I'll put my uh, Instagram in, um, in the chat so feel free to add me i'm the same guy you see here and i'm just silly so i don't think i think there's been a there's been this like sort of thing that just dispels from you have to be professional i'm dancing i'm singing i'm doing all sorts of creative stuff and then you see me in big meetings with you know great people and, and impact and um i just want to see i want to share with people that it's possible to be yourself in every environment so yeah feel free everybody to reach out and when that new platform comes out, if you're on the Digital Nomad Summit mailing list, you will be the first to hear it. Excellent. Thank you so much, man. For, oh, for, and I, you yeah. know, I don't go, promote. Go. That's why I almost forgot this. But let me give everybody the link to my course on Draper. And somebody asked what Draper is. Yep. Um, Draper is a, um, it's basically Draper startup house. It is a entrepreneur um, house or entrepreneur hotel that is in almost every major city in the world that basically people who work online like digital nomads can basically live there and work on their idea and then because they've just been supported by um, a billionaire called Tim Draper they have funding and they've been able to 
bring in investors for anyone who's working on startup ideas. And they're basically an incubator for online entrepreneurs to create the idea, to scale it. And then they have amazing people that you can party with and have fun with on a regular basis in their locations in, in Estonia and Bali, all over the world, you know? So I partnered with them to create this course because they're starting an online, um, um, I guess, uh, online university. So I made this course based on my experience on TikTok, having grown over, actually now it's almost 3 million views in the last uh, one and a half months and about 30,000 followers in the last month on TikTok. And we didn't talk as much about it, but I gotta let you all know that if you haven't downloaded TikTok as a way to grow your personal brand or your business, please do. And secondly, if you click that link for the Teachable for Draper, the first module is free. At least go watch that because if you understand the algorithm, you'll probably do some nice things even without buying the whole course. So, yeah, that's it. And I think this is one of those nuggets that all of you guys uh, will probably uh, be very grateful for. What you are going to need to do now is uh, go on Instagram and follow Globalpreneur, go on TikTok and find Olumide. And what you're going to notice is that there is so much more to learn. <laughs> when, when, when you have superficiality in things, uh, the, like you, you see the presentation and then you go find out and you're like, ah, okay, that's all right. please go and find out what Olumida is doing. I do believe that we will continue partnering to create content and to create amazing things. So I really wanted to touch base uh, with Olumida men. Uh, I hope we can soon uh, meet in person, but I absolutely yeah. uh, believe that there is so much more to be created. And I'm super proud of the work that you did with digital uh Digital uh, Nomad Summit, uh, as well as the work that I've seen on on TikTok, and definitely I'm learning. I'm looking into that, and TikTok is one of those places where I feel so afraid. I'm like, I, I think I know, I, I think I know, like how I can talk in public, you know and I'm do. comfortable socially speaking. But then I look at TikTok, and I'm like, oh man, I'm getting old. I'm getting old. Like my son is much yeah. more like he's four years old, and he's like, this is. Yeah, really. This is me. I I I am I'm, I'm perfect. Yeah. This is, he doesn't post anything, yeah. but he plays with the filters, and I'm like, Jesus! Like, really? uh, there there is so much wow. more to do in there. There is so much more to do in those places, and I think what Olomide yeah. is doing is definitely a good place to get started. Um, and seeing, you know, what a good example of what to do, um, and also looking at it from the business perspective. So, Olomide, thank you so much for joining us today, and super glad that we had the chance to connect. Thank you, Eddie, man. It's my pleasure. I can't wait to collaborate in the future, man. Thank you for your, all your support and, uh, you know, the partnership. Looking forward to seeing where this goes. And thank you to everybody who stayed. Like, pretty much everybody, the 11, 13 people stayed on. Like, that's amazing. Like, thank you all for watching. And, again, feel free to reach out to me if you see any angles. And you know how I always have uh, different angles and stuff? Also, what I do is I also help entrepreneurs grow their brand on social media with public relations PR placements in um, different notable publications. If you want to get in Forbes, Entrepreneur Inc., we're still going to have to build your case. And I'm the guy that helps all these different people behind the scenes, probably people you know, to uh, get their name into major news uh, uh, sort of streams and also uh, build their acclaim, which also converts to um, which converts to sales. So uh, Nomad Digital Summit Domain, yeah, I could I consider that. that. That might do that and do it, redirect it to myself. But I'm not really that worried. Like, we have a, a, a great brand, and I'm, I'm not worried about people still. Like, matter of fact, somebody, I wish somebody would buy that and tell me to buy it, and I'd be like, okay, let's partner. What you got? 
So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But uh, uh, thank you, thank you so much, man. Uh, I just want to let everyone know. Remember, uh, we are back this week after Unconf 2020. Last week we had the largest unconference in the world, where we had uh, over 1,000 people present. Uh, it was crazy work, a lot, and and all media knows this from from running a, a digital summit. It's a lot of work, a lot of moving pieces, yeah. and you have to be like super hyper focused. And sometimes you cannot move. But we are back this week with fulfilling work like fulfilling work life every day this week we have an amazing guest so please join us every day 9 a.m uh central time tonight if you speak espanol you know we have trabajando el futuro um so we are going to be talking um to jose luis neida i believe is the, the, i'm i'm my my memory fails me especially when i'm like hyper focused on something like this i'm just checking yeah. on uh the internet is juan Juan Pablo Neira, my apologies to Juan Pablo. Juan Pablo Neira from Presentarte, also uh, a great marketeer in Espanol. So tonight, 7 p.m. Central Time, you'll be able to join us, guys. Thank you so much. And and I have uh, some some really cool news for you guys uh, coming up in the upcoming days. I will be messaging all the media about it. We're doing something amazing uh, with a product, especially for companies that want to go remote. Um, so hopefully we'll have all the media in there uh, helping us with that. So thank you everyone who's joined us today. Everyone who's listening to this on the podcast, remember you can download it. You can have it on your Spotify. Uh, but thank you everyone uh, for coming today uh, and uh, a lot of love for you. Hoping you have a fulfilling and amazing day today. And an amazing night for you, Alumide. <laughs> yeah, I'm falling asleep over here. But yeah, thank you all for uh, your time. And thank you, man, for the honor again. Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. And remember to share, like, and comment if this content brought value to your life. You can find us on social media as We Are Torre. Explore more content at blog.torre.co. See you around.